Right, so just to give you an idea of where we are, myself and Dale decided we needed somewhere quiet and scenic. So we are now at the scene of where Hidden Valley Trails used to be. Uh, they're ploughed now, uh, but the contours of the land is still the same. Um, and it's very nice here. It's, uh, me and Dale have a lot of memories of, uh, we literally lived less than a mile away. The, sh the store, Albertsons, where we did our groceries, is you can see it from here. And when we lived on Lisa Lane, so we came here all the time, but very luckily, it meant we lived around the corner from the trails where everybody in Southern California was riding all the time. So all of the S&M dudes, all the top race dudes who were living around here, all the top freestyle dudes, it was, you know, you'd see Brian and Alan here, and you know, TL would ride here all the time. Neil was super dope here. Neil, Neil got so much good coverage from here. Like, I, I think I even, I shot, I shot a Neil ad from here, black and white opposite table, really nice. But, you know, like, and you mentioned, like, uh, the DK team came here for that. Yeah, yeah, well, Neil and Robbie and Chris Doyle, East Coast guy, he flew, he, he flew out here and stayed and they did the whole DK thing. I love, the, I love, the, yeah, I love yeah. the fact that Doyle's doing, uh, is doing BMX commentary on TV now. And he's good at it as well, man. He's super, super respectful, super, super knowledgeable. Like, and having somebody who's that, that good and that well respected it's, uh, and he, he does a really good job it's funny I, I, a lot of the people who are announcing at the moment I'm super psyched I mean some of the some of the riders who are doing the announcing work they're they're really really good man it's it's awesome Doyle and uh, Lacey at the weekend man blinding like from was that from the Battle of Hastings yeah yeah I watched little bits and pieces on Instagram it looked pretty cool didn't it yeah yeah I, I, I'm biased it feels like it's almost tailored for me because I love them dude so it's to have them them announcing it's almost it's almost like I've had my personal pick. It's pretty cool. I um, I mean the, the Battle of Hastings, as always, looks amazing. It's uh, it's so good. I, I messaged a couple of people afterwards, like saying. Uh, so Chico was there, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, whoa, oh, dude, did you see the uh, footage of the trail sessions from uh, from Ricky's trails? A little bit here and oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sidley Woods trails, yeah. man. But it was like all of a sudden I woke up one morning and there was a post and it's like it's a selfie, but it's like Chico. Doyle, Ryan Nyquist, Greg Illingworth. Hang on, dude, I'm gonna forget someone and they're gonna, I'm gonna hate myself for it. I don't know if it was Gary Young or somebody else. Oh, who was in that picture? Gary and Young, I think I saw it. Might have been. I saw anyway, that. I just, yeah. the, the fact that, you know, them dudes are all, all riding the trails together. And like, you know, dude, Chico's good, man. Chico's like, been riding for a long Chico's time. Chico's not aged, he looks the same. Well, and he hasn't, he hasn't, I don't, it, I don't, you know, there hasn't really been a, period where he's just stopped and disappeared like you always see him riding he's always been riding he's always kept riding and he's always been good it's uh yeah it's so good man see them dudes with shredding Sidley Woods is is amazing it's uh don't get homesick often but uh that that trail session man I wouldn't have uh I wouldn't have minded being there man that looked uh that looked awesome yeah the little bits and pieces I looked in at it looked uh yeah it's like just the Hastings just always had their events there have just always yeah, been. The scene, yeah, the scene's yeah, yeah, yeah. always been good there, and that skate park, obviously, it's it's different people running it slightly now in a different place, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's super, super good, man. And the riding, dude, like, oh, good man, Ben Wallace. Like, watching a couple of things that Ben Wallace did, he does this 270 alley transfer, that's one of the moves of the day that's so good looking. It's all upside down as he goes into the wall ride. But then there's another clip where he gets a flat, and it looks like he gets a flat on almost the first trick, right? And then he just keeps riding. He does this mini ramp run in, in, in the little bowl section. Dude, it's fucking... It's so nuts that he does all that stuff with a flat tyre. Like, it's mind-bending. 
but that was cool and watching Gary Young as well Gary Young I guess crashed in practice or right before qualifying and they just super glued his face <laughs> he had oh, big cut on his lips so they super glued it back and uh, yeah I messaged him saying dude and like I use him as the reference of my friends who look kind of like normal people but they're not <laughs> they're like superheroes it's uh, it was cool I, and you know we've been talking about how how much good like BMX in, especially this year, and especially when you consider how, you know, how the problems of COVID and quarantine and everything are still as bad almost as last year, and it's different everywhere in the world, and how crazy that is. But like the stuff that we've been able to watch lately, I mean, the Olympics, dude, I, I it's to the, to the English people, you know, I know that we have a or Dale has a, a cross section of of people that's a percentage of English people who are living in England. Uh, and a percentage of Americans living here and, and a little crossover of both. But I'm sure the English perspective would have been very different from the common American perspective over here. I mean, I, I, I would have been exactly the same as every English person back in England. I was freaking out. Every single time that another English rider won a medal in racing or freestyling, I just, I, it was so mind-blowing. And what's funny is I've, I've never, I don't have any real interactions with them kids. I've been here long enough that I've not really had any interactions with any of those kids and not been at comps recently, so not, not doing that feast thing. I wouldn't have, you know, really hung out with Declan or Charlotte and I haven't really been on the race scene and haven't been to nationals when Kai and, and, and Bethany are coming up. But it doesn't, it, like, it totally doesn't matter because it's, I mean, watching Jamie coach Charlotte, and knowing Jamie and going through that process of, of him winning the X Games and still winning girl the X Games. The American was expected to win, wasn't she? Oh, Hannah Roberts was yeah, yeah. such a massive favourite. Now with Jamie, you've got to remember, you've got a coach in Jamie who has already, like if you think of the Rocky movies, right? Think of those movies as Jamie, yeah? And the first one is Jamie like winning the X, or losing the X Games to Dave Merritt, right? You know, Rocky Five, Rocky Five or Rocky Balboa, which was six. There were six of them. Jamie's lived through like 20 of them movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. Jamie One, Jamie Two, Jamie Beswick, Jamie Five. Sorry, little motocross bike from the future just rode through. <laughs> but like, Jamie has all those storylines in his head. So I knew going, I knew going into that, that Charlotte and Declan he would have given them a plan to execute. And the fact that they built, England was one of the teams that got a replica of the course built before the actual Olympics. I saw that, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that is, like, if it wasn't Jamie who pushed for that, I would be surprised. Because he just, when you've got somebody who's got the winning formula that many times. So when Charlotte was riding, and I'd seen what she was doing in, uh, in practice, Knowing Jamie well enough and knowing, I guess, BMX contest, I knew what she was going to do. So by the time she landed the front flip in that second run, I was just screaming at the TV, finish with the flare, finish with the flare, finish. And as soon as she landed, I'm, you know, jumping up and down screaming. And even when you look at her run compared to Hannah's, maybe it's not as, as much stuff packed in there, but, you know, the fact that that 360 flip, first running competition for a girl, she nails it, punctuates it, and it's just... That run has got Jamie Bestwick all over it, man. And, and it's sh like, 
dude, she's amazing. They're all amazing. All them four kids in one marriage. I saw them last night. I followed them on social media. Uh, there was at some award show. There's pictures with uh, Piers Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Prince William, yeah. and Beckham. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it, and, yeah. des- and deservedly so. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is, even though, even though the perspective I think you would find in America was different because none, no Americans really won medals, and even in skateboarding as well, they didn't do as well as they were expected to. So it wasn't pushed as hard. I think in England it would have, you would have really got to see it because of, of of Sky getting third in skateboarding, and uh, watching Kai and. Um... <sighs> Kai and Beth, just just like oh. watching them on the Instagram stories, they're somewhere every day, like award shows, TV shows. I see them like Saturday morning TV. Could you imagine back in the day? I would have loved to have been on Saturday morning, whatever it was when we swap shop, whatever it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the things. Are, oh, well, I Kai actually, was on the Big Breakfast the other day. Dude, I, I used uh, to love that show when Chris yeah, Evans did it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, to to ride your bike on one of them shows or to get invited to ride your bike on one of them shows is pretty cool. Yeah, but. To go on there as a guest, as an Olympic medalist. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and the other thing, like, in England, they're going to, I'm hoping, like the building of BMX tracks, concrete skate parks, and really, I, dude, I'm, I'm pump tracks. I just, man, I think pump tracks that are getting built now are going to be like centres of scenes. I, I just, I saw that thing, I spoke to you about it. I'm, I'm getting sidetracked slightly, but I saw that that thing about the pump track that they built and it was about the fastest kid in the village but a big race went there and she was legit fast and got a sponsor and blah 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 mm-hmm. I just that thing I just I think with that breeding of kids who ride bikes who go into whatever class they go into whether they go into racing whether they go into freestyle whether they go into mountain biking whether they go into anything I just think pump tracks and those cycle park things are do well they were kind of even in England it seemed like that's been happening before the, I mean, it's great that it's finally caught on in the US. Like, the pump tracks are being made all the time, and I love it. But it seems like this has been happening a lot longer in England. So, and, and with all this Olympic success, it's probably going to blow think, up more, yeah. Yeah, with that Olympic success, I just feel that it legitimizes everything. It's, it's the final, and I'll go back to what I was saying, the final stamp of legitimacy. And I'm kind of including skateboarding in here as well, because they, anybody who skateboarded, especially for a long time or in the past when skateboard was building itself, you've lived through a thing where you've been looked down upon or you've been placed on a level below regular sports. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, you're not gonna, it's never, you, there's some level of legitimacy. Even if, even when BMX has been doing good to tell somebody you're gonna be a pro BMXer is, you know, not the same as telling them, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to the NBA. I'm gonna be in the NFL. I'm gonna play for Manchester United. Like that's people know what that means. You know, you tell them I'm gonna be a pro BMX, so they don't. Even, what, a pro BMX? I mean, we didn't even tell people. We kept it quiet. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be something <laughs> he was gonna boast about. No, but it's. Uh, but now, and, and and what the point I was gonna get back to was two weekends in a row here in America on Saturday night between 7.30 and 9.30 on NBC, which for you in England is probably the equivalent of BBC One or ITV or whatever it is there now, but like one of the three or four main stations, yeah, that everybody watches. Two weeks in a row. First week was Skateboard Street and it was a legit show and that's what everyone in America was probably watching. And the week after was uh, was BMX Freestyle. And, and for me, 
Like that is the final stamp of legitimacy. There is now no argument against, you know, saying that BMX or skateboarding isn't a legit sport. You, like, and even if, you know, because if you're a BMXer, you can then argue that from within yourself, you know, whether you're doing it as a sport or whether you're doing it because you like to ride your bike. But if you want to do it as a sport, nobody can now deny that. And in England, we're now, They've seen those people, and because I'm sure that stuff's been on TV, I'm sure they knew that those kids had a chance of winning, and I'm sure in English TV people got to watch that. And especially after they won, I'm sure they were showing that stuff with Kai and Bethany on the finish line. I'm sure that stuff was on English TV all the time. It was on the cover of newspapers. What's funny yeah. is here, you haven't seen any of that. No. You Nothing. There is no Olympic after coverage of BMX because, uh, well, Connor crashed badly and at least didn't make the final. You know, if those two had won gold medals, I'm sure it would have been everywhere. It would have been I such a massive I wouldn't have got the same deal. coverage as in England or some of the smaller countries around the world that get, you know, like Holland, you see Nick Kim and them guys get, oh. get a lot of coverage. You know? I'll tell you what's crazy. I watched a thing online from, uh, it might have been from Vital BMX, and it was an interview with Daniel Dears, right? And, uh, he needed, he needed like security or something, right? Yeah, he's hired, yeah, himself, yeah. He's hired yeah. himself security. Because when you Venezuela. think, well, yeah, they win so few. Mm -hmm. Like, and he almost like there were people saying that it, they thought his run beat Logan Martin's run. I don't, I don't, I don't. Dude, I don't. that Logan Martin seemed just in control from the first, the minute he dropped in the day Boston, before. Boston yeah. Dynamics, man. He's a, he's a robot. I mean, I, I'm not saying that about his style, and I, I'm not, and you know. My last, my my, my freestyle question is is not knowing. So if Dennis Anderson and the guy Neil sponsors Dak, oh Dakota Roach, if, if they was in it, how, how? well they have a different style of riding because they, they could adjust to do that, right? Well, no, because what would happen is there would be a um, there would be BMX Street, like Dakota Roach would 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 ride BMX Street. So the BMX Street contest that they have that was with Nigel Houston on the first weekend where he 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 lost. Um, and do, but they but, could they adopt to that style of Olympics. Well, Dak, Dak wouldn't ride park. Dennis Ennison can ride anything. So, so Dennis Ennison could hop in that. Yeah, he could. But the thing is, the way they've done it, they made it... I don't know how how skateboarding had 20 people and BMX had 9 or 10. I mean, the fact that they the only... Skateboarding let, fought for it. Yeah. I and, listened to some and interviews. Somebody, yeah, yeah. somebody... Tony Hawk and people like that's like, helping to somebody push that in stuff BMX, through. Yeah, somebody yeah. in BMX should have fucked. But I'm not... See, I, I was kind of there at the beginning of both of those things. But keep it in mind, the beginning of both of those things was a long time ago, like 20 years ago. So I was at the original meetings. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those people have moved on and run it now, and some of those people don't, and they're not involved. And it's, I'm not involved, and I don't do it anymore. I have a good knowledge of the sport and, you know, a lot of experience. So, you know, I just, my problem was, and I'm not, my problem was my mouth would always get me the job on the mic <laughs> and then always lose me the job because I could never, when it came down to an argument, I'd always take BMX's side and TV companies and sports associations and, and people who are paying money don't always want that. Dude, you'd have been good on the BBC. Nah. 10 years ago, maybe. I mean, I, I'm not saying I couldn't have done it, but I, I had, like, and this, this, people are just going to say bullshit, I think they'll call on this. I think if, I'd got a phone call saying, we want you to announce either the racing or the freestyle at the Olympics as much as I would have 
probably fucking... You'd have put some serious research into it. No, no. I don't think I'd have done it. I think I'd have fucking said, you know what? I really, really appreciate it. Depends how much cash is on the table. I know. I think... Ten bags? No, no, no. 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 Unless it's a fucking Newport Beach house and I just have to apologise to everyone. No. I'd have said there are better people. There, There are people that should be doing it before me. Like... Well, the Olympics is very political, so I mean, I can't speak with the freestyle side. I'm, much, not, I'm not saying raise, like, you, yeah, you yeah. know me. If they give me that job in yeah. advance, I'd have just anything that I didn't know, I'd have gone out of my way to find out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I've watched probably all of those World Cup races. I've watched all of the World Cup races for the last eight years because they're all online and I like watching them. Um, and the freestyle, I've watched all the fee stuff, but that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been me. I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have been on the TV. I don't think I would have been the, the best dude to be on the on the course doing it. I think there's people who have been doing it at the moment who who are better and uh, and more knowledgeable and deserve to do it. But like you say, if it was fucking 250 grand, I'd have just had to apologise to everybody <laughs> in a Facebook post afterwards. That's a lot I of bleeps. Re- I do uh, realise there would have been people better for me for this job, but I'm, like, it's a house. I'm taking it. <laughs> you know, but no, I think in reality I'd have... Uh, you did a great I'd, job. I'd have, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd have tried, yeah, I'd have, yeah, yeah. but I'd have passed that job over. I'd have... Uh, there's people who who would have been better. And I, I also, I would have, you know... Who did the freestyle in England, the TV? I, there's so many people who did stuff on different life. Yeah, things. like the, the people um, that did the, the internet sucked. The Australian girl oh, and the guy. They weren't even oh, BMXs. I don't know about the freestyle. There were some side, good the, ones. Doyle, the one I listened to, Doyle did Yeah, the I just got these idiots I was, from... I was okay with that. But then, you know, because they only want one guy, Doyle did the racing as well. Um, and he was good at that, but... I think there might have been people who would have been better at that. But for the freestyle, I think he was he, he was really good. Yeah, I just got the same, them two. It uh, was uh, the Olympic Channel people. Oh, yeah, horrible, horrible. horrible. Absolutely terrible. See, and that's, that's the thing. Those people, I know they're professional and that's their job and they're probably trying to do their best job. But there's a voice inside them that should be telling them, right? I mean, maybe not because they don't care about BMX. But if you were a BMXer, that, that you know, if you've really, if you've really ridden for that long and, and it's meant that much to you and done that much for you, that little voice inside you will tell you if somebody else should be doing it. No one's ever gonna like, oh, somebody else should do it. I know you probably would, but most people, and they don't, obviously. No, they, no, they yeah. don't. They take like the any, gig, any gig in the BMX industry, you don't want to no, say, oh, no, 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 no like, guys, right. you, you shouldn't employ me, no, take that other yeah, guy, he's better. Yeah, you can't. You in can't fact, they'll it. stick a knife in you and say, he's an asshole, you should give it me. Yeah. I, got, I got very lucky with my career with announcing, I just had gods of freestyle who opened the door for me. I got the ESPN job because Hoffman liked me and invited me to do a BS comp in Oklahoma and I was there and we had such a good time and at the end of the day he's like, would you want to do the X Games? Fucking right I would. So I had that and then the Metro, I can't do anything wrong. I've literally got Jay Mirren on my shoulder who would literally tell anybody to not even disagree with me. Like anything I said, Goaty, it just, that was amazing. And Ian, Ian's the same with all the back, every single backyard Jamie would just walk up and be like, dude, just make my contacts good. Just I mean, you know. you've done so many videos in the background and you know straight away it's, it's you. I was talking to Rich Moore from The Sauce, BMX. He was out here a couple of months ago and he came out to my camp and was talking about stuff. And he's like, he always says, my Paul was so good, you know? Yeah. So. And that's the a throwback. If they ever do a throwback uh, yeah, contest mean, type yeah. thing, you know, that'd be cool if you were doing it. I, I, and I mean, the thing is, I've, I've, done, I've done one or two a year. I've still done one or two a year. I've, I've done, not, not after pandemic, but, you know, I've done the, the vans. vans. I've done the vans ones before and they're... they're they're okay. I just, I, I, and I, I, with vans, I, like I think I've told you the quote before, 
if they ask me to set myself myself on fire in the car lot outside the factory, <laughs> then I'm fucking gonna burn. Will that van's uh, HP contest come back? Um, I'm, I would imagine so because the bowl is still there. It's such a nightmare with pandemic. It was the, it was the COVID that stopped it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's US Open weekend this weekend at the beach. Oh, so that's when they normally have it, then. Right? Yeah. Well, they yeah yeah so they used to have on. one on the beach, but they the, last year the big year ender one was at the skate park on at Bellaterra. I remember. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So rad. So rad. I mean, vans are just, you know, they, I got, I don't need to reiterate my thing with them because they've done everything and then some for me but I mean what they do for BMX is is just mind-blowing you know it's uh, you see you see a couple of other shoe companies copying their style recently I've noticed I won't I won't get political about that but it's uh, Vans have really been the only shoe company that have just been rock solid rock solid all the way through man you look at the DCs and the people where they drop everybody on the team and like Nike oh we're paying all these dudes oh we're not paying and none of them do like you know Vans have been solid, man. Like, you look at Vans, dudes, once they might have rode for somebody else before, once they get on Vans, they don't go nowhere else. There's no more Nike in freestyle anymore? Don't know what they're... I'm sure there is little bits and bits and pieces, and I'm sure that, like, the top... But it's not like there isn't I saw the Nigel Sylvester guy's got the... the uh... oh, yeah. He's just... Uh, he's playing that system his own way and doing good... That's like Michael Jordan has his own sub. Yeah, yeah. He's... I mean, Nigel, Nigel Sylvester's just, you know... From within freestyle, he gets a lot of, you know, a lot of heat for just being image. But, you know, you can't knock somebody who's created that for themselves and he can ride, so it's... Uh, the Olympics is a tough one. I get, like, it's, you know, the legitimacy now of it being a sport is... That's what that's where I was going with it. And it's uh, it's just a shame that there were only nine dudes. And it's, I mean, America... I'm sure there'll be more next time. Dude, right? yeah. like you say, when a, when somebody does good, when an athlete does good, they really focus on it in a country. And I noticed that. When I first moved to America, the first year I watched the Olympics here instead of at home, I was like... Phelps. Well, I was like, where's all the English people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? So I'm talking to my people, I'm talking to people in England, like... What did you watch on TV tonight? And they're like, oh, we watched this guy win, blah, blah, blah. Because the coverage is better in England. Well, no, the thing is... They tailor it for the country, obviously. Yeah, 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 of course yeah, they do. Yeah. Why would they not? Well, they pick people like you know, it's like Phelps and the, like, some of the yeah. track and field girls yeah, and stuff. Of they, course, they, they pick the events they're going to do good in. Yeah. So, and that's what I was saying about earlier, where in England the BMX coverage that you're getting now and, and the floss that those those kids are all getting, nothing of that is happening over here because nobody nobody did good at the Olympics. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, those sports are still doing doing well over here, but America, dude, America came for last and last but one. Like one of the dudes was injured and tried to ride and couldn't ride really good, and that's that sparked a thing of whether he should have gone or whether he should have rode. Or ugh. I mean, it's a shame because it's it's you know, I mean Hannah she got beaten by Charlotte's game plan. Hannah Roberts got beaten by Charlotte's game plan in freestyle. Um, <laughs> I just it, you would imagine that America are going to dominate those sports, right? But like for the people that did win. For the Japanese skaters that won, can you imagine? They were young as well. The they? Japanese yeah. skateboard kids. You think of what what the, what's happening with the BMX kids in England, with like all those TV shows, right? Japan has all their own equivalent of that stuff, right? Yeah. Them kids are everywhere over there. It must be so amazing, man. And then like Colombia, dude. I bet. Like, I mean, I think if 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 Mariana had overtaken Bethany Shriver. We don't ever see it because we would never see that perspective. 
but she would have probably gone home to Colombia as their most successful Olympian of all time. She has, I mean, I'd she be, is already. I'd be, I'd be very already. surprised if they have a back-to-back-to-back gold medal. No, I think she's it. only one of the few people in history that's back won to back gold. From her Not country. even just back-to-back, but just won gold. gold. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's, you know, for those kids as well, imagine being born and raised in Colombia and racing in South America and ended up winning, I mean, dude. I mean, she's mainstream, famous, oh, big. Yeah. Nick, Let- Nick Kimman as well, man. I, like, you got, oh, it's... I had a feeling he was going to win the Olympics from the last Olympics. You know, you and me have been talking about it. He's just, he is a beast, Joe. But that final, Kai makes two mistakes. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking out of turn here because I've probably, same as everybody else, I've probably watched that race a bunch of times and paused it in a bunch of times in places. So the overshoot of the second jump. Yeah. And it's horrible in a way because it's almost similar to Liam, but it's one jump ahead. He's ahead, he's going faster, and he just overshoots, loses that momentum. Kinman's, there's no way Kinman's got blocked because he's in eight and still coming across. And he, and it's funny because Connor's crash. Connor overshoots that jump, slows down. They all overjumped, the second jump was tr- uh, very peaky, they were saying. Right, I mean, it, and it's funny because Kai does that and then coming out of the first turn, when Kai should realize, I'm in second, now it's the chase to take Kimman for the goal. Mm-hmm. He overshoots, I think, or he yes. doesn't get that jump right. Yeah, for him, yeah, decent then, for anybody else, but for him, he could have. Well, I just, better, yeah. I, I, I think he loses. He doesn't, he doesn't even stay with Kimman. He loses a tiny bit. So from that point onwards, when you see how close he is at the finish, and yeah. he's not even gone for a move, he's just reeling him. That second straight, if he'd have got that, he might have been enough to, because he's still caught him back up. Which, I think uh, either of, yeah. if he'd not made either of those mistakes, especially mm-hmm. the overshoot of the first one, yeah. there's a well, very, if he had overshoot, they did a whole shot of. Yeah, and I don't know. know. I don't know if anybody, especially if Kinman had been second, I don't know if Kinman's the person in that pack who's going to reel him in. Yoris. I don't struggle. think anyone's passing Kai if Kai's winning. Hey, if you're listening, yeah. sir, <laughs> one of the best just said that about you. Don't right. ever forget it. I mean, who who would run him down? No. I mean, Sylvain Andre, potentially, if he was on a good lap. Hey, and I'm I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm giving that kid yeah. same as you. I'm giving that kid the seal of approval. Yeah. That kid leaving the Olympics and then going do them free races. Mm-hmm. That, I think he raced again last week. Dude, something. that yeah, is yeah, a, that yeah. is a. I look, I look back yeah. to when you and me were driving silly places in England with, with everybody just to go to and race regional races and that, and people like... I never stop racing. People yeah, are like, cool. you lot are idiots. Why are you even going racing? Like, I just, you know, and, and that is on so much of a bigger level. When you think how much they have to peak for the Olympics and how much of a focus that is, and then to finish that and be like, sweet, I've got these... Oh, I can't wait to go to these... Like, that's my... I mean, the minute the man. Nationals finished in England in the 80s and 90s, you, you would like, OK, there's a race up north, so you guys would come and yeah. grab me and would yeah. go and race a 20-moto race mm. two hours north of me, which is five hours from you, you know? It's just nice to see that one of the fastest, legitest, most focused dudes in the world, obviously, loves to... Not only loves to ride... He just likes to ride bikes. Yeah. Likes to ride bikes and likes to race. And that's, you know, you can't... I'm never going to argue against that being cool as shit. I saw... Uh, I also think it was good as well that Bethany won the Worlds back-to-back. I thought that was nice. It's... Uh, yeah, unbelievable, I'm, I'm, yeah. She's never going to forget it. I'm surprised Kai didn't... Uh, I'm surprised Kai didn't didn't go to... Uh, I think he got COVID. 
Yeah. They couldn't go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to see him there for sure. Nice that he won the Brits and nice that he cared about the Brits. Yeah, no, I, I... He's not won the league. I, I, I said it loads of times. I, I always loved the Brits, man, and I, I watched it all through social media and it was cool that both of them were there and they both won, you know? Oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, Matt Bernard. Matt Bernard. <laughs> oh, one British champ on flats. Oh, dude. I, I haven't been to an English race for a long time, man. They don't show many of them online, so I only see clips and stuff, but I... Uh, I've watched that whole race a couple of times. I just, having a friend like that, where you know and you, 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 you know, you make connections with them people and you just like people. So I haven't been friends with him for decades, literally decades, man, to watch that race. And, 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 and you know, people won't understand, but Alan Hill, overtaking Alan Hill, I'm pretty sure Alan Hill's not on flats, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> he never was. Side note. So, yeah. so for Bernard to take him and win the Brits, man, I just... And stop Hilly winning from 50 titles. That's all right. I'm sure Hilly will win 50 and 51 next year, man. What I just you... very, very, very stoked. Got to say how, how happy that made me. What, uh, I saw it was Ipswich. Uh, I'm just mm. reading on their track. It was their 40-year anniversary and they invited all the old, old mm. school Ipswich club. Another, another person I'll, I, in the same... In the same category as as uh, as Bernard, I uh, I was friends with John Bilner when he was very very young. Original Ipswich club, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the age group below me, and I always liked him. I always liked him and his dad, Chris. He I used loved to always racing a plaid shirt, dude. I uh, he was hot shot. Yeah, and then when he came back as well, he did he did the same thing as a lot of people. He took a couple of years off, and then he came back in the nineties and raced seventeen plus with us lot. I just. I, you know, I liked him as a kid, liked him as a, liked him as a dude. It's, uh, so, yeah, so, to see Dean, all them old faces. I saw Dean Scott Webb in one of the pictures, like uh, original Skyway. When I saw Dean Scott Webb at Pickett's Lock, I'm pretty sure I would have seen a pair of graphite tufts before that point, but I'd never seen a Skyway TA. I don't even think I'd seen one in a magazine. So I saw his, he rode a Skyway TA there and he had the legit uh, Skyway factory uniform with the legit lettering Scott Webb across his shoulders, the Bell, the Bell Motor 3. I just, he was one of the, like him and Steve Gratton, and I guess Tim and Andy, but like him and Steve Gratton, really just seeing them like, they looked like they'd just come off the pages of American magazine. Well, I got some scoop on him. Uh, my friend Tim Gregory, who's uh -huh. Old school, he's got a bike shop yep, yep. in the UK. He was at that event. Did split? Where did you say the bike shop was? Smile Bikes. Smile. Uh, he was. He said he was talking, he, he sent me a message after the event last week and he was saying he was talking to Dean and I guess it was, he got really, given the information on, I, I guess the Scott Webbs came out here and got a real hookup, you know? And that's yeah, why yeah, they, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's they why did. they had all the factory yeah, stuff. Yeah. I didn't see Debbie wasn't there, unfortunately. We could see how she was looking. I, you know, it was too young and it, it wouldn't have been a boyfriend-girlfriend thing, but I used to hang out with Debbie at the races. She was lovely. I, used to, I told you before. Well, she's the same age as you, right? Year below me. Year below you. Um, but I used to uh, I used to push her bike up the style for her. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in the hope of a date or something? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so, because there was no chance of me ever going to see her outside BMX racing, I don't think. But no, dude, and she had... She was good. Oh, she was really good. Yeah. Her and Sarah Jane. She was as fast as Sarah Jane up until about 13, 14, and she had pretty eyes. She still got pretty eyes. But yeah, and, and Jason as well. The little brother. The little yeah, he was they, good. All of them. Yeah, all yeah, of them yeah. good. All of them were really good. All Debbie, I, Debbie was probably the best. 
I don't know if Michael ever got number one. I think he got like. I think he was number two. Yeah, I was around Dylan's that as age. Well, yeah. Before Dylan, I think yeah. it was like Corey Tennant, Jason Spur, and it was kind of around that. Yeah, I think you're right. It would have, and it Jason was. Scott it was, Webb, it was yeah. before. It was before Keith Mackey or Dylan. Yeah, I think it's like national number two, but it's cool that anyway. So I saw Clark and Kent had made the, redone the track, and mm. um, the track looked cool, and it was cool to see um, the old school event. I mean, it was amazing who through all that time. Like, I raced at one of the first races I was at Ipswich was for was for the qualifiers for Dijon. No, for the qualify yeah for the qualifiers for everything that year for the worlds and Dijon and Birmingham Europeans when it was split and Slug Iron Worlds. It was all the they qualification. had a qualifier there. Yeah. Um, and they had novices and expert. You could qualify for novice and expert for the world. Yeah. Um, so we raced those races. But then even, you know, when they extended the first straight and it went over the corner, like, you know, those 90s races, there's so many pictures of that first corner. Like, uh, I mean, I'm biased because it's, you know, my age group, but that there's a couple of photos from different years where it's like Bobby, Keith, Chad Markland, Charlie, Darren Jennings, like all of them dudes. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's I, I mean them that yeah. Lancia Park was uh It's always we, a good national. Well we it? used to go there every year. Yeah. We used to go there every year. It was I, a good camping venue, it was always fun. Yeah. I yeah, I just It was I, the first official pro race as well in eighty five. I think, so, I think yeah. it might have been I don't know about super class, that might have been T side the year before, but it was the first one where I think Pete Middleton won. No, Trev won. Trev Robinson won the first two mains and blew it in the last one. I think Pete Middleton had um, a in consistent that, that, ride, in, which in was the first B, overall that, win. In that BMX Pro action win. bike, in that BMX action bike, there's the first three races, and that is the first one. And they show a picture of Pete, I think, holding his head up. Maybe it's. Uh, I just it's it's a mainstay because there was a national there or a big race and a national there or an international every single year. International, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they. Yeah, they um, I, I, it was always good. And the other thing is, as it got later on, I really, really liked all the local kids from Ipswich. Like, I loved Sean and Curtis. And, like, Sean and Curtis, were, like, they were, you know, they built trails. There were really good trails around the corner. But I went and shot photos of them. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I, it's... If you're lucky enough that you had a BMX track or have a BMX track, it, it's so hard to describe how... Richard Bartlett came there when he was stayed with you. Yeah. That's where he gave everybody block head block head headbands. Bands, yeah, yeah. I just I, having a BMX track and next to you or near you, like, can change your life in in so many awesome oh, ways. Oh yes, absolutely. And that's yeah. that's what I was saying about pump tracks earlier, man. Like getting getting those pump tracks built. I think I think pump tracks and pump track racing. I'm surprised Red Bull didn't jump on it this year or coming out of pandemic because I just man, you can turn up at them places, bring the circus to a pump track. You can bring them dudes, like you can bring the Eddie Clarties, you can bring the dude that you sponsor, that is now. Alec Bob, yeah, right. he won the overall this year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like them dudes can come in and like local hot shoes from them places, pump track. If you were a local racer and you had a local pump track, dude, you could be. And then you know there's a national coming. Oh my. I mean, that's like what we used oh, to do in BMX. When yeah. you know there was a national coming yeah, to town, we go to the track. you put some serious. When I knew the British Championships was at the American Adventure Park. First, I, I helped build the track. I yep. helped design it. Yep. I helped build it. Yep. And then I rode it every single day till the British Champs. And Brighton was similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, the drive I, down there was was worth it. You took advantage of knowing there's a yeah. big race coming up and it was a time to, you could shine and I think with those pump tracks, it, you know? those, scenes would, those scenes would build up and you would have like legit world champs coming in yeah. and having trouble handling. With the locals. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And I, I mean, the thing is, like, it would be like, 
Imagine know, the world's at orange Y back in the day. Right, that's what I'm saying. The and locals. It's, it's almost got that like street ball, basketball thing where like, you know, it's one of those crazy parks where the NBA players go to, but the street ballers there are almost like they're, you know, it's their home turf and they're like, dude, I just, I look at pump tracks and I, I just think, having watched and rode concrete skate parks that have been built and just because they're concrete, they're too much for pain in the ass to knock down. Those things that stay there for years, they just breed a scene that stays there. And those pump tracks, with the fact that everybody can ride pump tracks, I, I about just... time Huntington Beach had one. Yeah, amazing they don't I'm sure they will. It's so disappointing, but... Like, they will, I'm sure. But, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. I well. just think in England, they... Concrete skate parks, race tracks, and uh, pump tracks. I think you've got three years in the UK to squeeze that money, get those things built, and it will last. Well, there's definitely going to be, you get funded, the sports get funded on Olympic medals, and obviously it'll be interesting because they, they have to put it in the, in the media what, what how much cycling gets, and just hopefully BMX doesn't get, if it get go, shafted. If it, go, you know? if it goes right, it's got to be a shout out to fucking those kids and their coaches because those results, keep your fingers crossed, in the next three years, those results could equate to all of those places being built that will last for 20, 30 years. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, you think about somewhere like Harrow Skate Park or Rom Skate Park or, or BMX tracks that have been there and stayed there, the scenes around them and the memories of those places and the lives that those, those places change. It just, yeah. Get pump tracks built everywhere. I think well, they're fun. Oh, it's happening. Hey, I wanted to talk about, you sent me a video, which me and you are always sending videos and stuff mm. like, check this out, remember this, blah, blah, blah. So you was on YouTube and you sent me a video of 1990. Dave Cullinan on swoop, Robinson. Swoop of the year. Yeah, a pro. Mm. So we saw me and you was back and forth on text mm. about Cully and how good he really was. And maybe he... We were, we were talking about yeah, under... Yeah. We were talking about... Underrated, un underrated yeah. In pro. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. Well, yeah. just just in, in everything. We, we, we got on that subject a couple of weeks before. But Cully was but, so good. Just that video alone. Oh, and it, it just... Very, very, yeah. very Dylan-esque in a way where... Yes. He beat people purely with bike riding skills. Yeah, yeah. He literally just... He could... Like you know, you were saying he could bump jump before bump jumping was a thing. He could pick up for anything, and I mean, for me personally, he comes from the era where he was a BMX action test rider, and he was known as the gnarly one. Like so, I mean, you're you're literally be, being portrayed as like a superhero, and you've got Bob Osborne taking easily the best photographs of anybody in the world at that point. Um, you're getting put out there on a regular basis. And he was just so dope. I mean, I remember even before that, the, the month before the month before he appeared as a test rider, there was just a photograph of him and they called him the Culligan Man. And, uh, That's when he's on Quora. Yeah, no, no, no. That was before he was on anybody, mm. I think. Uh, and then all of a sudden he, I mean, he might have been on pedal power or local bike, something, I don't know. But, you know, then when he was a BMX test rider, there was that one where they did like a test on six cruisers and it was, you know, it was still in the massive era. RL was still testing. I think one of the RL quotes was, didn't get to ride it, Cully broke it. <laughs> and then there's a photograph of him jumping off the berm at, at, it might have even been at Orange, jumping off the back of one of the berms to flat and just blowing one of these cruisers to pieces. I was just like, oh, this is my dude. He's so good. Um, and then he came over to Slough Welt. We, we got to see him in England at, at the height of Impressive. that. Impressive, that second straight, going into that second 180. He was picking up for that kind of, I don't know what it was, step up thing. Like just a big, big pickup that, you know, Tom Lynch did it. 
I think Clive did it. Yeah, yeah. And Cully might have been the only other guy to do it. Maybe a couple. I don't think even the pros are really doing it. You know. I don't know if Ch- Charles did it. Charles Townsend. Was Maybe Charles Townsend. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, Cully Cut, was one of the yeah, few guys doing yeah. it. Yeah. And cool. it, yeah, I just with him, it, it felt like it was going to be between him and Carter for that. Well, it world. was. He was winning cruiser. Carter yeah. passed him down the last straight. Yeah, yeah. I um, I it's a shame because I liked all of his image. I like he was always super factory. I just didn't like that second coming of Kuwaha. Just a total personal thing. I like I liked everything he did in his riding. I just I didn't like Daryl Young. Um, he was on that was he was on that Kawara yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of that cover I think it's Daryl Young yeah it was all it was all pink with was Daryl Young on Kawara might have been yeah I think that might cover might have been Cully yeah you think it's with the gears thing? yeah no I, I don't know if anyway anyway but anyway I know it's a second but comment. anyway I don't want to say anything it wasn't anything. the Derek Garcia Gary Ellis no Kawara. and that's the that's one. the Kawahara yeah, yeah. the, the Gary Ellis Clint Miller style Clint Miller, but no yeah. I mean he was amazing and then you know going back and going up through win, still winning everything in expert doing good at the grands like and then doing good in single A. I don't think but, he ever dominated expert. He always had to race. You know. Yeah, but hang on. Yeah, you, yeah. But when you look at who he's racing. Yes, yeah, what know, I mean. Yeah, that's in the Carter Hayden. Of, he's got Carter King and Hayden just mm. above him, and he's got fuck Milam, and those guys just below him. Yeah. Like, pff, you know. You, okay, you, yeah, because he stuck around and for amateur and race because his with exactly yeah he when he was on Robinson yeah he raced Milham. Yeah. When probably. Yeah. That would have been uh, right at the end and. Eighty nine ninety probably. Yeah. I just, I mean, with Cully, he was he was that dude who, in that era, once you got to double A, the people you were... He had to race the big boys. I mean, that's why yeah. Martin Viking came probably perfect for Cully yeah. as he got into that. Because he always said that those guys are a lot stronger than him, you know? Yeah, and there was reasons they were a lot stronger than him. So, it's, you know, and if you know that era in any sport, it's... Uh, Unless you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're probably not going not gonna to compete. And BMX was, was similar at that point. Um, but... Yeah, him him going mountain biking, you know, and it, it's he took his, you know, already amazing bike skills over to mountain biking, and he's now 10, 15 years deep, and he's riding against people who've been riding for three years, dude. So it's it's no surprise. I, I mean, he, he got lucky as well, didn't he? he won had, the world. He, he had his heart issue after he was world champ. Yeah, he's won the worlds, and then I think he, I don't know if he was on Diamondback when he won the worlds, or he got on Diamondback after, but that's when it was the lucrative yeah. sponsorship and stuff, and then that wasn't long after, yeah, with the heart stuff and that. He got hit, didn't he? He got hit, hit in the chest at a race, and then a couple of weeks later, he had some kind of arrhythmia, right? I just need to do a podcast with Cully. Yeah, yeah, and that would be that would be super interesting because I mean, it's oh, the B, the BMX test, the BMX action test. I mean, your those names on that list. Mm-hmm. I mean, gee, you, you know, RL Mola. Like you think of the dudes who tested for action back in the day, they were the dudes. Like and BMX BMX action bike in in America, in England tried to tried to replicate that somewhat and had you know they had Sid and David Haynes they had the dudes who were literally the best bike riders and it's uh, yeah that uh, that shot I'll, I'll, I'll probably look it up on the internet later but he's jumping off the Burma Orange doing a flatty to flat on this cruiser and it just I remember seeing it and, and, and looking at it in the same sort of way as those photos of Dominguez of Pipeline just being like dude this guy's mental and then you know he gave me that seal of approval at uh at bike 99. When he came out, when he's on Schwinn? Yeah, him and Lopes came over. Okay, and they I remember were, that. So like 98? Yeah, and they were, they were, you know, they were the stars of the show. Um, and I tried to transfer from the main jump into the six-pack line. I'd already 360 the thing. And like, the crowd were in it. was already, you know, those, those That's shows, when you're on Sprung and you do that? Yeah. <laughs> those shows were amazing, but I tried to transfer. And it was, realistically, with that run-up, no, I'm going to make it. And even if I had made it, I'd have landed and then probably just shot off into some gnarly accident. 
So I, I cased it and didn't make it. But there's footage on one of the sprung videos where you, you see you see Dave and he's 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 with Lopes. Well, we went to uh, Jay Aliano's trails yeah, with them guys. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because I was out so, for that yeah, race. That's yeah, right. we and all went to on yeah with well. the Murrays and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like it's for me because of him being a BMX action test rider and being that guy to me when I was younger, even though he's my peer and my age group, for him to be like looking in the camera and going, dude, that's the craziest thing I've, I've seen in a long while. Like for me, that's the BMX in kid inside me. That's the ultimate, ultimate stamp of approval. Yeah. But yeah, Cully was underrated because I think he never, you know, he had those super tough years where it was super popular in the amateurs and all those kids who were coming up who were good had all been doing it a decade by that point and you had the best kids from America really pushing hard and he never he never went double A and rightfully so well he did when he rode double A yeah, yeah but I mean but he was he, just I, I didn't know all his details but I know he made mains yeah but by the yeah. time by the time he was on double A that was like Iron Horse right yeah the, well the, I think he might have been double A in Robinson as well okay I think he yeah. turned but I think right as he turned double A like you said he, he, he won the mountain biking thing and all yeah. of a sudden it was a it was a split, and you know. Chessy Ripper, Chessy as well for a little while. That's right, yeah, but when yeah. you think those those BMX races where he's racing for Iron Horse and KHS, that's obviously he ain't he ain't riding for them people like he's riding mountain bikes for them people. So. We definitely need to do a podcast because I got great history mm. with Cully in the later nineties. Yeah. He introduced mm. me to my great friend Lewis Wong, who was my trainer, and Cully, Cully, Cully taught me Lopes. about training. Cully yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. When I when, and when I think about our time here. Like even even here when they would pop up and ride the trails with us or I'd take photos and stuff, yeah. I still with both of them still had that like, oh, dude, it's Lopes. Like right. like uh, maybe not as much as, dude, it's Stu Thompson, but in the same ballpark, you know. Like it's uh, like Lopes and Cully, man. Yeah, just... well, Cully would come when I trained with him and I was living with Neil. Uh, Cully would come down sometimes and do gates and hang out. And um, I remember Neil would say, man, it's like, man. That guy does not stop Talk. talking. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to try and line up a Cully interview because yeah, I think it'd be do. awesome. The yeah, great guy. Like, yeah, yeah, Like you say, yeah, yeah. He, he really, you know, I mean, I know I talk a lot, but he, uh, he's got that as well. I mean, it's, uh, and he's, he's got some good stories, man. He, uh, he rode at Aliano's, but he didn't ride at, uh, he didn't ride at Elliot's Trails. It's, uh, We'll go into that one at another time. Anyway, we were, we were talking about underrated. Things. Yeah, so that's what, when, when me and you were talking yesterday, then mm. I was like, was thinking of English guys. and I, I, I was, was like, just, there were some English amateur kids that we were talking about the other day, and they're, they're kind of not heralded because they gave up before they went, before they turned pro or before they got good. Um, or maybe they were in a super hard age group or they were super... But, like, I was talking about Lee Bertram the other day. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was because we I was on that YouTube thing and I was nibbling some of those American races and all of a sudden his final at the Grands pops up. Yeah. And he's battling with the R dudes. Rich Houseman. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he's in there. Podium at the Grands. So Lee Bertram's been, obviously, won a bunch of UK national championships and British championships. He won the Euros in Denmark, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, Worlds, I think he got third or fourth when Chris Hyde won in he, France, yeah, 1990. And then he went to the Grands and got seconds and thirds, I think. There, I've yeah. got, I've got yeah. a feeling. I, this is a, I've got a feeling he might have won Paris in a lower age group. I if think, he didn't win, he was winning. I've I think got, he did win. I think, I think he did win, yes. And yeah. Lee Alexander, I will look it up because I... Like yeah. this, I, see, I'm old now and I do realise this is... What years would those have been? Like 87, 88, somewhere around there? Uh, Lee went Paris because we all went together almost all on power lights. Yeah. So it had been 87-ish, yeah. I think Lee might have won, yeah. He was a little kid, but I think he won. All right, so we're, yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. we're talking 35 years ago in my defence, but I've got yeah. a feeling that Lee Bertram 
and Lee Alexander might have been the only ones that won Paris. I know Lee Alexander for sure. Yeah, nobody else in England Mar- won Marco Paris. Marco didn't. Marco was winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got past. Stay strong, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another underrated guy when I was thinking and was watching those videos because Whopper's dad's been posting them. Mm. Uh, Damon Parkinson. Mm. I, I, yeah. I'm obviously going to be biased. Um, Damon's my age group. Um, and there weren't, like most of my age group, everyone got on. Everyone got on. And, and it was, you know, I've heard, I've heard that year of birth be called the age of death, like, because it was just, it was so hard. Um, but he won the first national. Passed down wood. He passed down wood down the last straight as well. Wow. 86. Um, and was on thruster at that point. But, I mean, he was... He'd already got a lot of coverage because he was, he was yeah, a BMX Weekly test and people, Yeah, people knew he was good at that point. He did a lot of stuff. He was on Talker before that, wasn't he? He was running a Talker shirt a lot of the time. Yeah, he was on Talker yeah. and he did stuff with BMX Weekly, yeah. yeah. But I don't think he travelled much. No, ah. but I just... As soon as he started riding... I mean, to, to win that Slough National, when you think that was... They was the ones where there were thousands of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it didn't finish till fucking the dead of night because there was just too many kids to get through the races. But, I mean, he beat everybody in that age group, you know? Everybody was there. It wasn't like it was a... a and he became a good pro. He was a very good pro. Him him, and, you know, probably right behind Geth. He's on that second tier with him, Flem, Lee Alexander. If, if you're looking, yeah, the second tier, so it would have been 86, 80... I'd say Damon was... Definitely the videos I've been looking at lately. It might have been 86, but definitely... No, 86, it's still been amateur. It's 87, 88. When he goes, on to, he goes pro and he's riding... Um, with Flam. It's when there's yeah. the pro breakover after Slough Worlds where the pros only yes. raced over Damon kind of kicked... Because yeah, Damon so, was super class at Slough Worlds. That's right. So mm. he went he went over and did that. But he... um. He nestled into that very well. And when you look at those races, like all those dudes on the gate know that he's one of the dudes who's making the final. You can tell. And his styles is like, he's, he's on the same level Dude, as good Gaff. Rider, good rider. And yeah, yeah. Like, funny, like when you, when you think, wise. when you think, when you've got all that stuff on your resume, you would think that he would be heralded as a, as a, you know, he would he would be held in the same sort of esteem as, as you know, as, as, Flemdog and as Lee Alexander, and but I don't, I don't know. I mean, for me personally, is but I don't know if anybody or if everybody knows knows how good he was. I mean, like like I said, we're going back to being a test rider for a BMX magazine. Like, <laughs> you are like <laughs> the best dudes do that. They get the best dudes because there's only one or two dudes who do it, so they can pick. One of those pro races, I don't know if it's Red Car, he wins. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He um and and it's when you look, it's like you look at those pro races. Geth was unbelievable. The only time I ever see Geth down the first straight where people are, he's not just pulling away from them, realistically at that time, seemed like Sewell, Shanady, and there's a couple of examples with Tim or maybe right at the end of Gary Llewellyn. But by the time you get into those 87, 88 pro years... Geth was gone. By 86, 85, it was still, you know, Geth, Tim... You know, uh, Anthony Saul, Chanady. But, but, but by 87, Geth was, it was um, Dude, uh, he, he, 86 even. Yeah, no, mean, no, 87 for 87 sure. 87 was the year he yeah. went undefeated. Yeah, yeah, just, just was, way... And you watch yeah. those videos and it's it's incredible to see how much faster than everybody else he is. It, like, it's mind-blowing, man. And it's, uh, but right behind him, you have that group of um, Tony Fleming, uh, Damon... Lee Alexander, uh, you've got the other power dudes in it. Whopper's still in there and still legit. Um, Paul, Paul Gray. Gray. You've got a couple of people who are dropping out, like Frankie's dropping out a little bit at that point. 
Well, um, the, the, the whole class has fallen apart because that's when it merged into Superclass, mm, which right, was a couple months back, later. Yeah. And so and then a lot of them guys were gone then after that. Yeah. But Damon, I, I'll tell you what I do know a little bit about Damon is, yeah, it was definitely good 87, 88 in pro. And then we merged into Superclass. He did a few races. We raced together with, mm. with, 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 with me and Neil and, and, and Damon. But Damon went to live in Australia then for a while, yep. like 89, yeah. 90. Mm. And I think he came back. Well, and Trevor Stanford, didn't he? Did he? Travel I'm not sure. But, but when he came back, because he had a crisp um, yeah. uh, shirt. So it had been, he came back and raced at Hounslow. And he was really good there, I seem to remember. And I think he quit after that. Mm. Yeah, that's when his sponsorship mm. was really low. And Does photography um, now. Yeah. Amazing photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow him, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I, I, like I said, it's I'm super biased because, you know, that group of of riders who would have come up through 13, 14, 15, 16 expert, and the two associations, so you, you would get to see them people occasionally. But I liked all of them kids in that age group, and the age group below. Age group below, you didn't have to race them, but even the dudes that I raced against all the time, man, I liked all of them dudes, man. And it's what's funny is. You know, there was a long period of time where I was out of touch with those dudes, and then social media comes back so they can hit you up. And it's, dude, <laughs> Whopper hit me up when he first got on Facebook and uh, and sent me this thing. Dude, it almost made me cry. He sent me this thing saying, like, the first UK race I raced was in London. Um, and it was, I, I felt super weird about it. And I came down there and you spoke to me like, I'm fucking, like, just saying that, you know, you spoke to me and made me feel super at home and blah, blah, blah. And it just, like, I didn't think I was doing that at the time. I just, you know, racing was cool back then and, and everybody was pretty tight, you know. It's, uh, and when you think, then people are crashing each other every week. <laughs> like, you look back at some of them races, like Tom, Tom just would refuse to not not win. So, you know, like Whitehaven, I'm going inside you and I'm going to take everybody down. Like, it doesn't matter. It just, uh, But it was so competitive. Darren Wood... Temperance. Oh, just, I mean... You look at, like, Darren Wood and Lee Alexander got their own little private battle going on every single week, right? Then they're taking that to nationals. Darren's national number one one year, Lee's national number one the next year. They took it away from Stu Diggins. It's like, so you've got that going on. I've got that going on every week. I'm getting <laughs> smashed around by that every week. Then you go to nationals and you're facing... Dude, you're facing everyone. Everyone from our association, like Steve Greaves, Chad Smith, the big kids, Kevin Hayes, who would... Dude, Kevin Hayes, raddest dude, like, would... If you was outside and somebody picked a fight with you, even if you was wrong, Kevin Hayes would fight with you and, and like, he's that dude. On the track, he'd fucking take you out. Like, not, not a second thought. He was northeast, right? North yeah, there's a footage of, there's footage of him at Wigan pushing off of Lee Alexander with his foot in a turn, <laughs> like on the outside. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, but all of those people were calling Damon, Damon Parkinson, it's uh, awesome dude, awesome dude to race against, fair, you know, never, never super gnarly elbows in the turns, but that's, that's just good style. So I watching those videos that Whopper's dad has yeah, been posting. Man, yeah. It's just, just Damon had good style for, for the for the time. Like mm. that's what I thought when I was thinking of Cully. I started thinking, of, who's the kind of the English Cully? And I'm like, ah, Damon Parkinson. What's fun, What's yeah, funny yeah. that year, that '87 year, I um, I didn't, I couldn't go to all of the nationals, uh, but the ones I got to go to, I, dude, I had a blast at them, and a lot of that was, you know, those dudes watching, you know. They, it's funny in a way, and I'm sure Tony Hoffman would have been instrumental in it, but they really gave the, the pros the kudos that they deserved. 
like and given that watching those, those videos and the little interviews they're doing demos. and then jumping demos mm. and then introducing them and taking their helmets off so the crowd could see who they are no. i'm like tony hoffman i know gets not gonna fully agree because i know get disagreed with a lot of stuff but tony really was marketing kind of kind of it's yeah, a shame I, it didn't work I, you know I'm, like long term I, for them I'm, guys yeah i wasn't 100 you know i'm not i'm not gonna change my story i wasn't 100 percent with everything that tony hoffman did either but when you look at that, like I'm sure he was the one pushing a lot. No, he was, watching these Whopper videos, it reminded me. I mean, I was a bit young at the time, so I didn't really know. But like, man, he really was trying to push him, you know, I mean, like so, to get him out it, there. You know, some of it's a little bit dated, and some yeah, of it's yeah, a little obviously. bit cringe, cringe yeah. yeah, But it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, it's it's that thing of like I'll I'll always defend somebody who's and he's getting they're, they're all clapping for each other on the gates. So yeah. it obviously says, hey, when I introduce someone, so you guys get the crowd going, and you got to think What's, this is oh, in the eighties, you know. Shout out to my friend, a fucking. Watching the Scottish jumping demo, my, what, like um, Dylan's in it. Isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw him sneak in there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, man, one of these days, if With you like ever, on, if, a, on if, mongoose, if, oh, right? Yeah, man, yeah. if you ever get Dylan on the podcast, you need to ask him about when they wanted to drugs test him in Scotland. Dude, he would have only been like twelve at that point. Right, he was so young, <laughs> and they're like, oh no. <laughs> he can't even be that fast. <laughs> can't even drug test him. Oh, dude. Yeah, I um, yeah, Dylan. Dylan was like the was the pro mascot, and I mean, you know, for them for them dudes to be able to take him on on that. Stuff, so he must have gone with Tony Holland and them guys, right? Must have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and I mean, I mean, for, what's crazy is, you know, you think about that. If you were like a kid who lived in Redcar or a kid who lived in in one of the, you know, one of the like the high rises near Senlis Park or something, right? And a national comes to town. Well, Tony Hoffman would put just, like, those races on, like, at regionals or a Scottish national, like that one, or it would, like, put them on at small races, but the pros would all be there, which is, like I said, it really made sense, really. It's promoting uh, the sport, promoting just, the pros. The pros you, got a chance to make extra money on top of the nationals. And you think about it, taking Dylan, taking Dylan to Scotland mm. and, and saying, like, hey, here's a kid who looks just like you kids. Oh, but he rides better than all of these dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you just, you, you know, I um Even regionals, they, the, the, well, that's the superclass would come to some of the regionals uh -huh. as well, and, and all the superclass guys would be there. I remember seeing one at Coventry. Yeah. Um, not Coventry. Well, the one at Coventry. But anyway, yeah, just think, yeah, Tony did some good things. Maybe yeah. we need to dive into a little bit more down the road. Yeah. Some of the I stuff mean, he did, you know? Damon, I'm obviously going to hype Damon up. He was, uh, you know, I, I consider him a friend from back then and now. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, you know, that resume, if, dude, you were a magazine test rider. You know, Covers. You, you were yeah, you were a dominant expert or a very very good expert in a very very hard age group. You came through. You were a good pro. Good style. Like when you think that you know you're ticking all the boxes. Yeah. Like if you you're looking at other people who are ticking them boxes, you're in. You're Damon in. unfortunately got really good when this you know everything went when downhill. Running, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the yeah. mid eighty five, um, mid eighty five when it started to you know kind of go dark for a little bit. Uh, it, you know? uh, it's. You know, for all those people watching the Olympics who, who know BMX racing or BMX riding now, there was a period where you made that decision that it was nothing to do with money. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was literally, it was nothing to do with money. It was nothing to do with coverage. It was nothing. You made that decision. I mean, you'd you pick me up, at, you know, 88, 89, and like, hey, man, I need 10 pounds for, for your petrol. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's we, like, you have like, to, you had to, to everybody just, had to dive in yeah, to, to make it work. And it was, it was... It was tight at that point. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, I just, I don't know, I, being lucky enough to have my parents design me to be operated by the things that I loved and wanted to do, 
like just to be able to do that and then you know you reap the benefits of it when it does come back but for everybody now you you know there were times in BMX and skateboarding where and that's what I was talking about earlier where dude there was nothing and you were looked down upon by everybody but that was the funniest time though at them weekends oh, were, you know man. them looking forward to those weekend yeah, trips yeah and having going away and having no money and knowing but knowing you're just going to you're just going to set off in the car you're going to go and have fun somewhere it's going to be and that's that's the thing with BMX and going racing or going riding or travelling on road trips it's just it's the just riding your bike is the ultimate escapism but when you you know surround it with all that it's I don't know. I just wanted to do it. I just knew that's what I wanted to do all the time. It wasn't. It's like being in love. It wasn't a question. It was just like it wasn't a question. If I'm going to keep riding, I'm going to go riding. Where are we going to go riding? Good times. Stories else, will continue. Anybody else who's super underrated? Who you're thinking of? Who we were talking about the other day? I mean, no. I'm, I'm biased. But I think Dean and Dean and uh, Dean and Lee Alexander. It's. Uh, I mean, I know people will look back and, and especially because Dean did good on the Kellogg's and and stuff. Dean Eddie, you're uh, talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, when you look at his amateur resume, Euros, Worlds, the works, it's. Uh, we know. can dive more into some more of these type of riders down the road. It's mm. a good little uh, podcast mm. to talk about those kind of guys. So uh, let's go have some lunch because I'm starving. Well, also to all the people listening in England, I um, I uh, I would really have loved to have seen how the Olympics and uh, and stuff looked on TV over there and how uh, how good it must have been because I. Uh, I was all four, all four of them medals. I was jumping up and down like a lunatic. And it's, uh, you know, I'm sure if you've ever been to a BMX race, even if you don't know them four people or have never met them, you know, even if you've, but if you've been to a BMX race and you've done like a year's BMX racing or you've committed yourself and you've just decided you like freestyle and you go riding all the time, you know, like your connection with watching that, like I'm, I'm it's, dude, it, I don't really get, that crazy patriotic about some sports. I mean, it's nice to watch the Olympics, but I mean, I was screaming at the TV, man. It was so amazing. And like I say, you wouldn't have seen that, but in in uh, in America, they really, really push those sports on the biggest channels uh, in the evenings and stuff. It was it was so cool because a lot of people got to see it, like millions and millions of Americans got to see the English dominate at the uh, at the Olympics. So yeah, very very cool. And and congratulations, kids, all four of you. I uh, and your coaches, Marcus Bloomfield. I mean, I just you know, I'm sure everybody thinks of themselves and their own personal uh, uh, attachment to to those medals, but. I mean, I I liked Marcus Bloomfield a long, long time ago. Like I, I kind of went out of my way when I when I had my Diamondback deal. I really wanted Marcus Bloomfield to ride for Diamondback. I managed to hook that up. I, uh, you know, I I, I I just did what I could do for him because he had that thing of I could see he just had that burning desire of wanting to wanting to be good and wanting to do good and and had that style on his bike. So it, it, having that. I mean, I messaged him a couple of times just to just to say how, you know, how how proud I was of him and how 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 proud his dad would have been of him. It's just unbelievable. And, and then Jamie as well. Like Jamie is, you know, to have the most successful freestyle rider of all time from your country as your coach when you go to the Olympics, like you're you're setting yourself up for for a good time. So, congratulations to everybody involved on it. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. <laughs>